best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your Oh, well, that was so much for that. Thank you, SoundCloud, for that. Uh, I hit uh, your song. Oh, uh, should I play it? Yeah, go ahead and play it. Uh, okay. <clears throat> See, hey, now it's working. SoundCloud's working. Here comes the theme song. I wrote this song. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Silent Underscores. It's at Carl underscore 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 underscore. Hey, I'm ready to crumb up. Now let's watch a full-length movie. KFC. my favorite part. You too with Mike Spiegel. Like angels singing. Hi, Carl. That was a very professional introduction for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. <laughs> angels singing your name. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That was all on me. That mess was all on That's me. The best. As we do stream live here on mutinyradio.fm, all you got to do is go to mutinyradio.fm and uh, press the listen now, and you can follow our feed by typing in the custom URL. You know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, Follow us. Our podcast is called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's our acronym because we are going to watch with you a full-length movie on YouTube. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Ready to go L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-ing with you. Sounds good. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watch Throw Out the Anchor. Throw Out the Anchor, 1974. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine. All right, so I'm going to go to YouTube. Ooh, I have red tubes. YouTube. Red tube. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a red tube show. You know, I've been meaning to tell you yeah. that. Yeah. All right. We'll be watching Throw Out the Spanker. <laughs> the 3D, uh, the triple X porno uh, parody. All right, here we go. So I'm on YouTube. Throw Out the Anchor. 1974. Now the I suggest is Trond. Okay. Trond. All right. West, 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 all right, so we are ready uh, for the countdown. Oh, hang on a sec. 
Uh, if you're a fan of uh, uh, Mini Radio, listen to our show beforehand. It's uh, Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. And Mr. Brumbaugh is here. He is the king of the countdown. He is the uh, yeah. dawn and descending numerals. He is Mr. Backwards Numbers himself. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Please give it up for Paul Brumbaugh. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, Mike? How's it going, Carl? Very, very good. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure always being here with you guys. All right, it's time to throw out that anchor. You guys know the drill. Go ahead and put your finger over that little triangle, and let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. A perfect launch perfect. for our first joke. There's some Coke, my Coke dealer. He's is right. that the My Pillow guy? Why is there no sound? <laughs> That's my pillow guy. I'm not buying your pillow. Oh, because there's no sound. There's sound. All right, hey, we should start it over again. You want to do sound? Yeah, let's do sound. You want to do it again? Yeah. Okay. Carl, we're starting from the beginning. We're starting from the beginning. One more time, guys. Okay, so get it ready. All right. All right, here we go. Take two. Let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Another perfect lunch. That's our director, by the way. He thinks he's so funny. <laughs> I bought Coke from him in 74. It was uh, <laughs> in Florida. I think that might be the funniest joke. That's the reason why I wanted to do another. <laughs> right. His name is John Hewen. When you look him up, it does all this stuff. Oh, it's, you're so he's so great. And then you go, oh, no, that's John Hughes. Let me looking. <laughs> Well, he sounds like another director. Well, this is his first and last uh, picture he ever directed. He's, a, he's an actor, primarily. Ah. Does he act in this movie? Yes. Excellent. So he's wearing many hats. But he's also acted on movies that you and I have seen. All right. Well, I've, I've seen Planet of the Apes with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> right. No, I mean Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Queen. Oh, well, we have seen that. He was shopkeeper. <laughs> Here's your item, Charlie Chan Jr. Thank you, shopkeeper. <laughs> now, that's from Nellie Olsen. Oh, from Little House of the Prairie. You have this Little House of the Prairie uh, obsession. Who is she yeah, in Little House of the Prairie? Okay, there on the left again is our director, John Hugh. Oh, cameo. Well, this Shakespearean. Be right here. Hitchcock in. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only marina right here is. Uh, he was also in the Solar Crisis, on the map is, uh, which we saw. Which one? Uh, with with um, a Solar Crisis, with oh, uh, yeah. 1990. What's his name? Uh, the Charlton Republican Heston. Charlton, Charlton Heston. Heston. Yeah. I do. I, all right. So uh, it's good. He's in another role. You know, I have. Yeah. So John Hugh has been all over this show. I have to say this up front. I have a weird obsession about movies shot in the state of Florida because the weather is so bizarre that when they do exterior shots in full shot in Florida, you can tell just because the wind or the sun, there's something about yeah. it that like you can't shoot a movie in it because nature takes over. Right, right. It it's, 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 uh, never looks, looks quality. I like the California look where it's just the sun, you know, a couple of skateboarders. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it's great to shoot in. It absolutely is. 
Toronto, that's a great place. Canada. Now, what we saw was a guy named Jonathan, right? And he went to the Doc Master and said, I'm looking for Culver's Corner, right? So he goes, uh, uh, not here. Go down the road. And then he called this rich guy and said, somebody's looking for Culver's Corners. So huh. that's the beginning of our plot. It's a tip-off. Is there a, and, and there is a plot tonight. Yeah. All right, good. Oh, there is the beach. Uh, did you ever fantasize to grow up on a boat? <laughs> no. Yeah. In, as a Vietnamese person? Oh, well, no, no. I mean, just like docked and... Uh, I know, I know. No, yeah, it'd be a boat for people. It'd be a great show, Mike Spiegelman, Maritime Lawyer. <laughs> you in there, Spiegs? Yeah. Oh, I got a hangover. No, it'd be worse. I go into the side of the, the city courtroom and I'll be like, oh, I'm getting land beds. I haven't been on land for six hours, for now for six consecutive hours. I can't take it. Yeah, your, your Honor, Your Honor, he's land sick. Give us a minute, Your Honor. <laughs> I'm getting the land beds. Somebody bring a cup of dirt. I just, I just need to rock. Can someone rock me back and forth? Can I see yeah, water right. cockroaches? All I see is land cockroaches. Like in the court, they had a special rocking chair brought in for you. And <laughs> for nautical lawyers. For nautical lawyers only. Okay, so they have found Culper's Corner now, and they heard a giant foghorn. It's like all confusing. It's the middle of the night, and if you turn on the sound, we'll hear the drunkest guy ever. All right. And you can take that dang paper back, whoever it was that served it, and tell them get in line. <laughs> Old cap cover ain't here. Well, that's a shame. Because the only paper I have in my pocket is one that says I owe $200 for boat rental. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Oh, so they're going to rent a boat later tonight? Yes, they're going to rent a boat. Well, no, uh, they came all the way from Kalamazoo. They drove down here to rent a house. They, they already made arrangements. He sent oh, this is a house $200, and now he owes $200 for a houseboat rental for a month. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, well, it's 1974. All right, well, that's still pretty cheap. Uh, it's about eight times. Money is eight times, so that's say like $400, and four times, it's a, that'd be twenty. Over $3,000 so today's money. His boats are more like a Wotel, right? Like a water... <laughs> <laughs> you have a hotel. Yeah, you pull your boat up and park it in front of the door. Yeah, like I'm looking for a two-bed uh, water boat. Uh, yeah, boat. <laughs> 200 a month. Stop there right we here. go. Sit right back on the hotel. Triple nothing. Might set the pole going again. You just get to talk like that throughout the whole tank. It's so weird. They sound like the Budweiser frogs. Now you'll hear him sing. All right. This guy, he the the captain guy, the drunk guy. He's only got two credits to his name. Um, where is he? And one of them is his singing voice. Well, he was in uh, getting on the wagon. And then he was on falling off the wagon, and now he's in this movie. <laughs> I think he's still off the wagon. Here's the Steve song to throw, throw out the anchor, and we'll have an anchor afar. Throw out the anchor, and we'll have an anchor. 
anchor. I don't even know her. Cap, as in Captain, and I can't find his credit right now, but he only was ever in this and one other movie, and the soundtrack of that movie he sang on with this horrible voice he has. It's so funny. Speaking of which, I can't do that voice anymore. My throat is bleeding. <laughs> yeah, bleeding. Not hurting. No, not hurting. I just blood. Here we go. Written, directed, produced, and John Hughes. Yeah. Everything. Dun, 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 dun. And he acted in it. Oh, you're John Hughes? Well, certainly. Come on in. <laughs> he never got another... Uh, you see how he just fell over? We're about to meet Maud, his wife. What, ready for that? You did, you stereotype? Head like you always does in emergency. Ah. How many times have you been told he He hit her pretty hard. Hit, he, she hit him pretty hard with that yeah. iron skillet. Yeah. <laughs> Are they shooting now, at the... odd person reminds me of Doug Taylor, if you know that guy. It reminds you of whom? Riff Taylor? Doug Taylor? No. Doug Taylor goes, well, golly, I do declare. Like, <laughs> he was in um, uh, Back to the Future 3, and he's like, who would ever run for fun? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's Back to the Future 3 has like a whole bar room full of like seasoned yeah. uh, uh, Western actors who are just there for their fathers to go, whoa. I know that guy. That's <laughs> old man Hurley. He was in Dusty Rides Again, part two. <laughs> well, call me. Well, holy cow. This guy's name is uh, Joel, and he's really an actor named Ron Rich. He was in, I don't know, he was in a bunch of TV. I like that guy's shirt. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because you tan your back when you're walking. Right, or you yeah. cool off. Yeah, when you cool off, uh, that's that's perfect. Like when I'm on the bus, I could wear his mesh t-shirt with no back on the back, and that way, like yeah. all the sweat can and the, my pores can open up and just like I could get the stink out on the bus. <laughs> yeah, right. And the underarms are exposed. Am I yeah. right? Or yeah. 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 There you go. He was in Mission Impossible, Wild Wild West, Man from Uncle Gomer Pyle. You know, he's like one of those. Yeah. A lot of these movies we've been watching, they, they border on television movies. But this this seems yeah. like, it played, I don't know, maybe at a drive-in? Oh, man. Concussion number well, two. I, I don't know what it, guess what happened, Mike, right? I went on the internet and I said, I tried to look out throw out the anchor right and the guy goes the, the internet was like what are you talking about and i said well throw out the anchor the movie from 1974 says oh that and then it told tell me like the story synopsis there's no information about how it got made you know right what were the conditions where it got there's no info well you know this is what i imagine florida in 1974 they had a lot of water drive-ins where you would dock your boat and then get a speaker <laughs> off the pier, and you would put it in your little house inside your boat, the one you're renting for 200 a month, and you yeah. look at the screen, and you could hear it through the speaker box that you got from the dock that's in the aft window of your uh, yacht. Aft. aft. Not starboard. <laughs> oh, no, no. Learn the difference. Learn the difference. Sign and cosign. Get involved here. That's, the, that's boat talk. I'm going. I'm going nautical. I know you're a land civilian. That'd be so great, Mike Spiegelman, maritime lawyer. We've got to make that pilot. All right, there we go. I'll play myself. I'll be like I haven't studied and I've never rode a boat. 
We'll get Dub Taylor for that credit. Uh, okay, I got to tell you what's going on here. Okay. They showed up and they found out that this calf, he basically got $200 in the mail and then he drunk up the $200 and they don't, he doesn't have a boat for them. And right now he's going, you can't threaten me. I have a Jewish lawyer. And here he is. There he is. Is he going to say something? Let's listen. So they came from all the way from Kalamazoo. And there's no boat for them to rent. And That's, this is this the is nice scene of the entire movie. This is a, this is a uh, Hebrew music according to the band. Circuit, or yeah, right. Nelly. Klezmer music. It looks just like Christmas. So they didn't realize this guy had a Jew lawyer in the back of the whole time? Right. He's on another boat. What they are is they're in this sort of little inlet key here, and everyone lives on a houseboat. Ah. And they really do stereotype horribly in this film, from Maude, you know, all the way to this guy being a total stereotype. And then you have a black preacher, and you have, like, a Hindu person. It's really bad. This is a family film, though. Rated G, family film, yeah. Yeah, for Goy's. Rated G for Goyish. Goyish Entertainment. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not for Jews. Now, this is an endearing scene. I'm Getsch. She was crying because I can't. They don't have the... My name's Stevie. It's a pleasure. Your name is Stevia? That gives me an idea. Yeah, I'll voice me. Well, you want it to. So, write a letter to the Times. Are you the lawyer? Hmm? I thought maybe you were the one he was talking about. That's depending on Pum. Who is he? A dirty old man with a bushy beard. I'm the lawyer. But he won't do any good. <laughs> <laughs> you brought your snare kit, huh? Yeah. Yep. My rim shot. All the way from Schenectady. Nothing ever works for Daddy the way he says it will. But it wasn't. Oh, by the way, this is um, a public domain film. So oh, it is. Let's crank it up. I now, you tells a very nice story now. So, in the morning, we have to go home. Uh-huh. Would you mind? I'm telling you a story. You mind just yeah. leaving? Once I was a little boy in New York City. New York City? For a little elevator, there was a candy store. My dad cream named Minsky's. Yes, and Coca-Cola had cocaine in it. Cream? What about the cocaine and the Coke? Well, it does have cocoa. It was chocolate. Never milk. once, once, once did I ever have an egg cream. Do you like egg creams? No. Nah, me neither. Do you like uh, root beer floats? But he did as a boy, and he never had it once to himself. Getting a bonus. A bonus? A bonus. Oh. Presents. Well, this movie is grinded to a halt. Are these no, guys... listen. Give me, please, one egg cream with one straw. So it's happy he's getting his egg cream, right? But what happened? I never ever drank the thing because in comes Jake Needlebaum. Such a boy. Thank you very much. Jake Needlebaum. Such a boy. What a fight we haven't had. But Minsky, he pulls him out. He picks me off the floor and he says, Would you believe that they be a heaven a special? Two egg creams for the price of one. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a Such nice shock. A mensch was mensch. 
Stevie. So he wraps it up by saying, Stevie. like, maybe you'll get another ice egg cream tomorrow. You'll never know. So what happened? The bully just took his, uh, his egg cream? Yeah, and then the store owner kicked him out and made things right. Wow. Now, I'll always think of that old man's story, the old Jewish lawyer's story when I have an egg cream. <laughs> when, when, when Jake Niederbeyer, Jake Niederbaum. Boo, boo, Jake Niederbaum. What a boy. What a bully. That's his dead wife. He should find a second. He should really bury her at this point. Oh, is this a photograph? She died and was buried at the inlet close by uh-huh by uh that, that'll play into the thing later in okay, the pet cemetery now this scene is all about we're in the most beautiful place ever disneyland no look at all that nature it's florida nature Angrela. yeah here in florida our oranges are pulled from a tree and then processed for you i Got love it. it i'm annette Bryan, and i love uh, florida orange juice <laughs> it's a great way to start the morning Oh, I'm sorry, By the way, take that's two. JW. He's the most boring human being ever, and he's the son. <laughs> Compared to everyone else in this movie? Yes. He's not a stereotype of anybody. He's just a bore. You'll see. And the girl is Nellie from Little House on the Prairie. Who's Nellie? Like the... right. um, Allison Arngrim. Allison Arngrim is Stevie. Okay, so, but Stevie was on Little House of the Prairie. What was her character like on that show? Nellie. It was Nellie who was the meanie. Oh. Okay, oh. so, holy cow. There's, there's a man there's in my bed. in my bed. Wow, that's the worst mirror ever. Full tackle nudity. Yeah. Look at this guy. I'm leaning against this because I'm stuck. <laughs> this guy, his name's Richard Egan. He's a love interest because he was good-looking when he was in the 50s, when he was a star of movies. He's good-looking now, but he needs to finish that shower, man. <laughs> Put on his shirt. That's and rough. she also is like was on everything. Her first credit is in 1955. She was in The Young Savages. The, the, the she was a regular home? on... The, sh the shower is part of the kitchen. Yeah, it's a it's a houseboat. Oh right. So weird. So he could be taking. Do you take shits in the shower too? Is it like the train showers? I, I Mike, I don't live on a boat. I mean, I, I watched this movie three times, and I didn't see anyone shitting in the shower. Right. But, that's uh, right. You're a land bro. You should have toilets. <laughs> I'm getting land sick. We have to do that joke on Mike Spiegelman, Maritime Lawyer. Maritime Foyer. <laughs> no, you want to see me paddle out to the boat? Your Honor, uh, if I may approach the bench. What is it, Mike Spiegelman, Nautical Lawyer? I have to take a dump, Your Honor. Is there like a boat I could shit in? Just use the bathroom. the bathroom here on land. What? What? That's disgusting. Indoor plumbing? The fuck? Why don't you people just poop in the water? <laughs> is there a stream I could piss in? No, sir, this okay, is so now what's happening is it's sort of like a mock trial in this public domain movie that we do saying... All right, it's on, it's on. I just don't, I want to make sure our audience can hear your voice. You shouldn't do it. Providing we supply you within 10 days one houseboat, 36 feet in length, 
to be reconditioned from a hull presently owned by Captain Cupper. Uh, the balance yeah, please don't sue us. We'll make it right. We'll, get, we'll, we'll work on this one crappy boat and make it a nice boat. In essence, Mr. Butterfield, but you have him by, I shouldn't mention the front of ladies. Look at this. This guy just wins us the whole movie. I miss my it, iron sir? skillet. Here, sir, in the cove. I want to see. In the cove. That's a very reasonable request. Now, follow How me. How many crazy people are in this fucking boat? Well, they all live in houseboats around here. Okay, now, here we have a very not funny joke in which they all rush down there. Right. And they all rush back. Right. And they all rush down there. Okay. So here's the boat they want us to have hawk in. We didn't get to see it, did we? No, they're coming. They're going back now. Yeah, the Jewish lawyer has to go back. He's hardly made it halfway. Right. This is so fun. Oh, I get it. And another juror. Uh, all right. There's a the lawyer. The but look at Lindy sitting there. She's too smart for all this nonsense. What? It's oh. the same, huh? That old sea cow. Sea cow. Are you calling my no houseboat a sea cow? This movie stopped after an earth... What? I mean, like, uh... Tornado hits. What do you or? mean? We're deep into our plot How now. What do you really know about boats anyway? Lindy, she thinks she's so smart. She's going to talk him into saying, yeah. It's a seaworthy craft. It just looks junky. Seaworthy. Yeah, or inlet worthy. This is like it's a mad, 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 mad world. I tell you, she ain't more than 10 minutes. Oh, they all walk into the screen. And they're like, this is it. <laughs> that happens in a lot of movies. <laughs> they literally walked into the screen. Oh, my God, these guys are... All right, let me tell you about this Richard Egan, our main character, right? And the one he talking. born in San Francisco! Yay! I guess. He was born in 1921. Kind of doesn't relate to today. Yeah, it, that was a golden period back then. <laughs> Maybe he was cleaning out opium dens. Maybe he was uh, mm -hmm. delivering newspapers. Maybe it's the morning herald or the uh, mid-morning chronicle or the afternoon. Extra, examiner. extra, get your evening first shift paper. Britney Spears attacks a reporter with an umbrella. Get extra. <laughs> extra, extra. Shaves her head in barber salon. <laughs> your... Exclusive photos. So I'll take one, newsboy. Now, here's something cool. Richard Egan was in Love Me Tender, 1956, with Elvis. Yes. Here's your milkshake, Mr. Elvis. Right. Oh, thank, thank you. Uh, <laughs> now, nah, he played a guy named Vance Reno. He had a part. This guy, his first credit's in 49. He, he did a lot of films. He he was for real. He did their version of the Spartans. You know, ours is called 300. Right. Uh, 1962, the 300 Spartans. Wow, yeah, that's a famous movie. And he was King Leonida. Oh, and now he's retired in Florida. And the crew gets to build his boat. 
Uh, now watch this joke. See how he sinks? He's literally sinking. <laughs> again, again. If they stare at him, maybe he won't die. <laughs> okay, now here's a B plot. Oh, finally. Ryan, Ryan and Parker, my Michigan attorneys. Ladies? Would you like a drink? Sure would. One little old stinger on the rocks. Stinger. Now, that... We were just discussing a man called... Good old boy. Porter politician. Ever heard of him? And the guy in glasses no. is a rich dude. And that guy, who you probably know his face... Yeah, that's uh, not Sam Watterson. No, wait, that's Philip Seymour. That's a good guess. Right, Philip Baker. Philip Baker, right, from Hard Eight. But for you and me, he's in the man with Bogart's face last week. Oh, yeah, you're right. Dr. Inman. Double feature. Right. So anyway, you know that guy's face. He was in everything. Boogie Nights and... Yeah. Rush Hour trilogy and yeah, you know, same glasses, same The Rock, hair. The Truman Show, you know, it's all here. Say anything, Ghostbusters too, yeah. blah blah blah. Right, yeah, no, he's a he's a powerhouse. Patient man. Yeah, not in 1974, of course. Listen, Philip, just go in there. You get a free lunch from Pepper uh, Pepper Pot. This is like Pepper Pot. Well, where the fuck they shoot this? Like, yeah, that's super. Iron Man, lady. Oh, Pepper Pot is Siren Lady. There's a place <laughs> yeah. called Pepper Mill, and it's scattered around California. And I think there's one oh, in Tahoe. Oh. And it's like an all-night diner that looks like this. This is not a New Jersey diner. No, it is definitely not. And Jersey Diner should be a franchise around the country. Okay, now, basically what happened here is they're going to buy up this Culper's Corner. Because they're going to put a highway through, and oh, it's kind no. of like a road to nowhere. But the reason is they're going to make condominiums, and they're all just going to make a killing. They so just, that's what—that's the subplot of evil people. Oh, I see. But they just got to get this houseboat trash out of their neighborhood. Well, you see all the empties. The guy yeah. has been a drunk, a chronic drunk for years. So he would drink and then throw it on the scow to hide it from his wife. Oh, and now he's cleaning out the bottles. Right. Now this sheriff means to serve him with war with papers, and he thinks it's a warrant. So he that's what he's going to do out throughout the whole movie. His cap is going to disappear when that guy comes around. But what is it like? I just want to announce you want a million dollars. Oh, well, the paper he's going to be served is sell, says that he has to sell Culper's Corners to these people. Oh, I see. The road's coming through. It's um, domain, public domain. Uh, public domain. Wacky, wacky humor. Yeah, well, it sounds like he's drowning. Look at that... Fucking yeah, like Florida. They got that branch stuck in the way. See, nature just consumes their shots. You just shoot around nature in, in Florida movies. Right. Now that is the Hi. daughter of the rich guy who we saw in the way beginning and just now at lunch. Really right, I was booing him earlier. She has a crush well, on me. JW. I mean, huh. well, I mean, this is the kind of stuff he's talking about. I could sort of get hung up myself. She's imagining it's obviously in the script because the guy is so boring. You should listen to him. She's uh, fantasizing right now what he looks like with his shirt on. <laughs> he has entirely no uh, record except for this. This was his only entry. There's no other credit. Wow, it's so weird. 
Now, the Jewish lawyer is like seeing young love and remembering his wife who's died and who was in that uh, inlet or whatever. What a kid. He's killing the mood. Well, he's talking about his dead wife, and it is killing the mood. This is supposed to be a comedy, and they're all crying. They're trying to make it so the Jewish guy's not funny in this movie. I think they've forgotten the See, it's a plot against them. What do you take at the university, anyway? The same oh, I hate this guy. He's such a stereotype. This guy, the guy has like a Van Dyke. But in a world of such violence. That's a lot of Where is he from? Is he, he, I guess he talks about so Hindu gods, so. Uh, he is from uh, Teaneck. Teaneck, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh-oh, another bottle. Drunko, five cents, recycling. One of the actors in this died in uh, East Brunswick, New Jersey. <laughs> You're laughing about that? That's terrible. But look, he found a little drip of alcohol, and she goes, What are you doing? Does he ever steal it? That's for this Go get me a newspaper so I can read the Lockhorns. An handicap. Right. He's gonna drink the dumpster. But really, he poured it into a little um, dumpster coffee can. So he can still get his drink. Oh my God! Let's rate a G. Yeah, I know. It's desperate alcoholism. Work. Here comes some hilarity. It's a uh, hilarious. Oh. Slap dick! Dang. And he mistakenly um, thought that the wife got it. Got him. Oh, right. He must have hit it in her sleeve or something. Uh-oh, here comes a fucking Florida cockroach. Right, and I don't know why. Okay, you see, she's in a wetsuit. She's yeah. going to go and explore under, wow. houseboat under, to oh. see the structure of damage or whatever. And she'll find, like, gold or, like... Florida No, magazine. no It's just a, a vehicle For him to look at her With a uh, Swimsuit They're gonna start Their romance In this scene And She's dressed a little Sexy Cause you can see Her legs I guess I don't know Well I know This is the reason Why I picked this movie this <laughs> She was a regular On uh, The courtship Of Eddie's father Oh right Well name me an episode uh, Eddie, uh, I'm, I'm on a date tonight, so I need you to babysit for yourself. Ah, oh, gee whiz, uh, my dad. Eddie. Okay, all I have is her name was Rita Barron. And she all was right. in all the episodes, you know, like she was a regular. And I found out that uh, it was Richie Cunningham, who was Courtship of Eddie's father's kid. Interesting. God, that's a long... I mean, I knew it was Bill Bixby, but Bill I didn't Bixby. know it was Ron Howard. What? I saw that show. Did you ever see the movie Milk Money, where uh, the kids buy a prostitute for dad using their milk money? <laughs> no, that's funny. That's a good one. That's, 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 that's all it takes, guys. Of course, if Eddie's father would be much better if Eddie got a prostitute for his father. <laughs> So what did just happen is they had a little watch it's gonna hit his thumb and it's a stereotype lazy yeah. writing. Oh. Lazy oh. writing. 
That's a pretty good good execution. I have to execute a writ to Mr. Cap. Is he here? Uh, line no. Does he talk? Does he talk like uh, Enos? Yeah. I always see like. Um, yeah. So what we saw was a tit for tat between uh, Lindy and Jonathan, and Lindy was like women's lib, women's lib, women's lib, and Jonathan was like. Traditional conservatism. Traditional. Yay, Bodie's getting a drink. What can yeah, you do to ya? And he goes, You've got to run away. The guy's here to serve you papers again. To go, Dang, nag it. No, I gotta get off the property. Dang, nag it. <laughs> it's just all one big stereotype. Every single. He's not a stereotype. Oh. He's a very conflicted man. Yeah, look what he has to do. We listen. When I knew you were in the drink, I didn't realize you've been. There better be monkeys in that barrel. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Well, I guess he's not in the property again. Ha ha! We're laughing. We're laughing. Oh, funny. <laughs> you know who's laughing as part of the crew after the fifth take. Yeah. Right. I just got myself the drive. I get one car. I'm a wet sock. What do you know about Lindy? So uh, now he's like, tell me about Lindy. Nothing. She come up here about three years ago, looking for peace and quiet. It's all lucid. Place to dry out. Dry out. She's been coming and going ever since. So that reveals that like she was an alcoholic, but it sort of doesn't make does. sense for her plot. Because right. she drinks That's alcohol questions. throughout the whole entire... She's like a w- rare What's reformed alcoholic who still drank alcohol. I don't know. Too kid. You know what the kids say is because Florida... How long is she going to be down there? When they talk about like a news item, how it's always like Florida man this and Florida uh-huh. man yeah, that. Yeah, right, right, right. And then I think the... that's a phenomenon of today's world, though. Yeah, and then you say, well, why did that guy do that at Walmart? Because Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now what happens is, like, she's getting, she's resuscitating him with CPR, and then we find out that he's been faking it, and he's like, don't you believe in mouth-to-mouth? I've been waiting already. <laughs> right. Listen to this public domain movie. All right, all right. You got anything against the mouth to mouth technique? No, you. I might no. have known you'd have a marriage badge in life saving. You. I just saved you from drowning. No, you didn't. All you did was save your toolkit. Uh, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> She's laughing too. Don't ever tell me. Uh, yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> This is clearly one of those bloopers. Come on, and they kept it in the serious. film. I think they kept everything in the film. I don't think there was a gag reel or outtake reel out to out this. Yeah. I thought it was pretty flat. Yeah, throw out the anchor, deletion, deleted scenes. All scenes were used. Now look, she, she goes to unzip her blouse, and he goes, we can't do it here. Um, we can't do it, do it here. Wait, and they, and she gets drive? mad. What are you doing? The male ego. Waiting for the paint to dry. Since we seem to be floating in some sort of a truce. She's taking off that suit? 
See the green? That's it. Here we go. Yep. We what? Look at this face. No matter how bruised, it's always there. What is The male ego. I was just going to cool off before I fixed us a picnic. Wow, she had a dress underneath that? Yeah. I think it was, I think it's the bathing suit, actually. I want to live here. Huh. A man like beyond those stars, far beyond them. It's the same size chunk of beauty, peace, and happiness we have right here in Cupper's Corner. Is he a father? Uh, he is, the no, he's a minister. But what he's doing, once again, the, the, the film's trying to reinforce that, like, this is Eden. It's the greatest little cove ever. And he's saying, hey, God, man, it makes you want it, a it's of God. Peace and happiness I was talking about. Check your old man tomorrow. They could put a, his At church in the Kano community, and the people can go to his church. <laughs> well, all the religion we're ever going to see, we just saw in his little talk right now. What about that old Jewish movie? man? What about him? Yeah. He talked a lot of religious stuff. They're just being a Jewish stereotype there. What I mean is, like, his, Joel's preaching, he doesn't do it again. Oh... This yeah, is what do you supposed want? to be such a cutesy scene where he keeps on? interrupting them so I that he know. can see them kiss. Oh. All right. She can see them. There's the girl with the Super 8 camera. I haven't kissed them goodnight yet. <clears throat> I said I don't know where he's at. Oh. All right. Well, comedy works in the rule of three, so let's kiss one more time before... Oh! Right. Now, this is a little funny. He goes and he hides... I told you. I, said, I don't know. I don't know where Daddy is. <laughs> now the girl he's kissing, yeah. uh, you will like. Hey, she was in Police Academy Five. Like. I thought I recognized her. She was yeah. from Citizen No Eight, the first assignment No Eight. Uh, uh, City Under Siege. Miami. Yeah, that was a good one. 1988. The gentle touch of moonlight. Which meant they were never. Oh, that's another good outdoor Florida movie where they have the race. Yeah. yeah. Good night. Assignment Miami Beach. <laughs> police Academy 5. You know, I think they made. I don't think there should have been. How many police academies were there? Are there seven? There were uh, actually eight, but the eighth one was directed video in the United States. There was Police Academy, uh -huh. Police Academy 2, their first assignment. Right. Police Academy 3. Uh, back to training. Police Academy bad, Four, bad, citizens. Bad, they're bad. every year, consecutive year. So citizens awesome. on patrol. Five was uh, Simon Miami Beach. Six yeah, was City Under Siege. Player, and seven, right? yeah, Bubba Smith. You've got the timid black lady who's right. I would like You've a glass of water. Dude, what a terrible franchise. Oh, what about the guy who like every time he walks around, someone trips. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one with the glasses. Yeah. Hello. Good morning. Whoa. Whoa. He started the riot, and then he was like, who knows how these things get started? Oh, going to toss his apple outside. What about the Lothario? Or what about a uh, house? Uh, uh, what about... Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of recruits, a lot of cadets. Tacklemeyer. Yeah, we, Tackleberry, we said. Oh, Tackleberry was the gun nut. So they they live above land. Here they they all live on a house. You're That's, talking about the film. Yeah, this is a houseboat they're in. N no, Cap and uh, Maud 
do live on the shore. They're like the landlords of the whole inland. Oh, I gotcha. He's a lot more lucid now that he stopped drinking. Yeah, he's not drinking for the duration of building the, you know, fixing the ship. But the truth is, he's drinking every sec, every chance he could. Every time he finds an empty that has a few, right, he's drinking. Well, you see that a lot on the Florida shore, which is like hard liquor empties. Like, ah, it's a splash left of bourbon. Yeah, I'll just throw the bottle on the sidewalk here in the dock. Now, usually people who drink a lot have a favorite, and that's their poison, and they use it every single time. So I don't understand why he would have so many empties that were such different bottles. He, maybe he just drank what he could. Uh, that he got for free on the, I mean, okay, well, I the, guess so. Yeah. So now we have this heartwarming thing in which Nellie from Little House in the Prairie is like, how will I know when I'm in love? And it gets to be endearing because Lindy's overhearing their conversation. He's being a good dad. As much as mommy loved you, very much, darling. And you think he's the world's most boring man? No, I think that J.W. is the most boring son. Oh, gotcha. Oh, she's up there on, on the top tier. She's uh, listening. Uh, listening. She was in Caddyshack too. Did she was. <laughs> she was in Young Savages. Yes. I don't I get. I don't never seen the Young Savages. Oh, okay, but we've heard of it. I mean, it was a. What was it about? Student. Uh, two students? hours. About two hours. <laughs> Do you think I could? She had a lot of one-time appearances on TV. Check out this list, man. I just pulled out the ones you know, like Bonanza, Bob Hope Presents, The Theater, Crystal Theater, Rawhide, Jackie Gleason's American Scene Magazine, Mission Impossible, The Virginian, Marcus Well, BMG, The Odd Couple. I mean, it goes on and on. So I, I recognize all those shows, but the one show Bob Hope Presents, do you think like she's like... Oh, hello, I'm Bob Hope, uh, brought to you by whatever, Colgate toothpaste, and uh, here I am at home. It probably was. Yeah. It says, Bob Hope presents the Chrysler Theater. Oh, Chrysler. <laughs> so it was probably Chrysler Motors. Then they were in a theater, and they, you know. Say your prayers. She was in Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew. She was in Roots, Next Generations, you know, the second Roots miniseries. Yeah, I do. On the Rock. Thanks for asking. Hawaii Five O, Quincy. I'm going to stop now because it right. just goes on and on. Love Boat. <laughs> All right, you can stop. Yeah. Was she on Fantasy easy. Island too? Maybe they stopped on Fantasy Island. It was a two-parter. Um, I, Fantasy Island is not in this list, which is hard to believe because everything else is. I'm surprised I haven't talked about Nellie because she's really uh, the biggest star. I don't she's know, she's the one that Nelly you singled out. The- I never really watched uh, Little House on the Prairie. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I really never did either, of course. We're boys, right? But right. my wife did. And throughout the years, I've heard all about it and seen them. And then when my kids were coming of age, really my littlest one, he read the whole series. Uh, you know, I would teach them to read, and he read the whole series. So I got to hear him read it. Right. Um, what are those books like? People, people criticize them sometimes. <laughs> What's that? People criticize the Little House on the Prairie books for just being like racially out of date and 
Uh, no, that no, sounds racist. like a bunch of ignoramuses because the whole time was racially out of date. Right. But what I say is horrible about those books is everything was nicey nice. You know, I, black people weren't a part of it. I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Like it was them alone on a homestead. They would go to a new state and try to build a life. What uh, what racial stuff was there? I have no clue. I, I know that. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I don't have idea on that. I know, I know there was a literary award uh, named after the author, and they removed the name from it. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, like a what liter- was her name? Laura Ingalls is the name of the character, and it's also her name. And I think it's a pen name. Wilcock, right? Wilcock. I don't know. I don't know. Does it really have cock in it? Cot. He's perv. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Hot cot. <laughs> Hot traffic cot. What's wrong with you? Hot steaming... Nine inch. Hot. Oh, man. So what's going on now? I'm, I'm really lost. Uh, okay, so what's going on now is he's fired. He got a telegram because in 1974 you'd get telegrams. He's fired, and so he's bitter, and he's being snippy towards her and, like, making alcoholic references and stuff. And she's, like, letting herself get beat up. Because he he just got fired. I don't know. She's like falling on her sword, huh. and uh, then he gets all apologetic. Right. That's called act and two. Their romance is starting. Let's hear some of this snippiness. You did. You dick. Yeah. He, he just apologized. I'm not one damn bit sorry for you, Jonathan. They told me by telegram. <laughs> Western Union. This movie is like, oh yeah. This movie is like, I got a letter to deliver. Uh oh, it's bad news. I don't want it. It's a writ. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a termination. Today would be the email. So, this Richard Egan, the only other interesting thing is he was in a summer place, which was the taboo sort of movie at the time. Huh. And, um, he had five kids, four daughters, and one son. But it was with this woman, Patricia Hardy, and she's an actress apparently known for Mike Hammer, 1958. Huh, the TV show probably back then. I'm not sure. What did we see? We saw a cool Mike Hammer movie. Yeah, I, the jury, wasn't it? I, the jury. The yeah. one-handed. Nobody clapped for that because it was one-handed. Yeah, that, that one-handed guy. for the guy. That was in 3D, too. Right, that was. That's yeah. right. Remember it had those cool um, Christmas cards? Right, that would kind of poke out. That was pretty clever. Like, they didn't do any exterior shots. They just did the Christmas cards. Yeah, I was really glad I, I wore 3D glasses throughout that. Yeah, right. And everything was in 3D. You'd look at your hands, <laughs> your feet on the like, floor. It was like right in front of me. I think I saw one movie in 3D. Minions. Hate this guy. Hate this guy. Yeah, you have a beef with this guy. It's because of his goatee. It's really because it's not him. It's the character. Like right now, he's going to go Hari Krishna. And he goes, who's that? And he's going to go Hari Weinstein and Krishna something. And the lawyers listen to it. Harry Lieberman and Joe Krishna of the Acme Loan Companies. Wah, wah, there you go. It's so terrible. No Hindu would really ever say that. Well, if they were on an episode of Wings, maybe. 
Yeah. <laughs> Today would be an episode of Buffalo Wild Wings. I appreciated getting stooped last night. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens now is the houseboat is all fixed and pretty. It's all done great. So now so they now can't take the land, to... right? Because they have a houseboat. Or now they can finally rent a place for 200 a month. Well, yeah. Now they get, they're going to go on a cruise, you know, because that was what he promised his, his family. Nellie. Nellie and... J.W. J.W., oh, right. That's right, J.W.'s part of the family. What a weird... And then the gators come. I'm waiting for the gators. When are the gators going to come and eat everybody? Are there gators? That would be a different film. This is a rated G. <laughs> Everything's nicey-nice film. Rated G for gators. Yeah. See, it says Egg Cream 2 from his nice story. He sees it. Hey, he goes, what? That's the only boat they could find, and they wrote a story around it. So Jonathan gave him some alcohol, like, thanks for helping, you know? Yeah, good and call. And he just got caught with Maud. Yeah, he's going to throw it I'm going to pour it out. She goes, no, you don't. I'm going to pour it out. I'm not your fool anymore. What? What about his bucket? He placed it in the dumpster. I swear that's Dubs Taylor's sister, man. I sh I'm so surprised that this is her only credit. I mean, I think I've seen her in a million other things. Look how what? he gets served. Is the human being in there? Yep. It's the sheriff, Enos. Oh, Listen he got served. Voice. Oh. You got served, too. The sequel. Well, I've been in that barrel for 20 hours. I need to get the fuck out. <laughs> then he finds out imminent domain you have to sell. Well, oh, here's the love boat. The Cupper's Corner. The Pupper's Corner. Well, I mean, that's the name of the inlet. That's the egg cream, too, but... The love houseboat. Okay, now you saw how beautiful it was, right? Yeah, it was. We're about to go and see how not beautiful this place is. Florida or the the their cove? It's, I guess you would say Florida. As soon as he leaves the cove, yeah, he finds pollution. Oh no, I heard about yeah. this. And one of the most polluted places is where the lo Jewish lawyers wife uh used to love or died or something right you know? she died from and drinking nobody water. told him the truth apparently wow this guy gets a lot of traction in this movie who knew that the jewish lawyer is the heart and soul of uh throughout the anchor you know i really think that this is uh the uh the west coast of florida the gulf of mexico huh um it really just doesn't look like atlantic ocean at all it looks like inlets and you know it's like campusite I don't know it definitely looks like water it definitely looks like water <laughs> take it from a maritime lawyer I got water when I see it I don't want to rock the boat because people might be sleeping your honor and that would yes. be rude he, he, your honor would put his gavel down Michael stop with the puns Michael <laughs> looks like I I'm over the maritime puns I'm underwater on this. Yeah, 
I don't want to rock the boat, but I'm going to try to bail you out of this mess. <laughs> oh, Spiegelman. Stop, Spiegel. Maritime lawyer, will you stop in your maritime related stop. humor? Fun. Stop with your maritime related humor. Order. Order. <laughs> uh, I'll have uh, a seahorse and a sea uh, dollar. Uh, is it, you, uh, can I pay my sea dollar? I'll have scallops. And okay, so what we're seeing right now. Uh, as they've gone out to look at the pollution, is okay. He got the writ of notification. He has to sign, and we're gonna be rich. You want to oh, wow. shoot nine holes before lunch? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, he died in East Brunswick, New Jersey. You're welcome. He only has one other credit. He was in Dead of the Night as a truck driver. But just like Maud, he's such a stereotype. I think that I've seen him in other stuff. That okay. hair is great. Jewish, the Jewish lawyer is super sick now, and the doctor's like, you have to take these pills, or the next time you have like a fainting spell, you might not get up. See, he heard that they, he had to lose his house, so they're going to get rid of this place. And he said he shouldn't do it. And he's wishing Don't himself dead. Don't do what I tell you. There's really no point in my trying to help you. So, write a letter to the Times. And if you don't take these pills, the next time you collapse... Doctor says you have two weeks to live. When did he say that? A week ago. A week? Two weeks ago. <laughs> Why did you tell me? It was Shark Week. I was busy. It was Shark Week. <laughs> I just... I was, I was hung up. I got hung up. I think halfway through the movie, they like Shark early. Week comes on. They're like, stop everything. We got to watch. And then, and then the next 20 minutes of them watching Shark Week. Right, right, right. It was Shark Week. The news was too much for him. What news? Copper's Corners. It's gone. It's gone? Gone? Yeah, because shit like that can't exist in this world anymore. Oh, no. No. The lovable houseboats, the real estate, all of it's gone and can be turned to condos? Now, it's a weird thing. Lindy gets mad that Jonathan wants to save Copper's Corner. Gets really mad. She's like, didn't you understand? It's over. It doesn't make sense why it is. But we later find out she's married to the financial guy. Oh, I see. And she comes here, like, on vacations to dry out from alcohol, which doesn't make sense because she drinks while she's here. Not as much. More discreetly. She hangs yeah. out with a bunch of rummies. Okay, I'm going to be serious for a second, okay? Because right. this has always bothered me, and for some reason it's come up now. For no reason. I don't know why. I think it's really bad how we're like alcoholics, alcoholics anonymous. And what we do is we make these people completely never drink again, which is the perfect way for them to fall off the wagon, and then it becomes a binge, you see? I think really the focus for alcoholism, and not for everybody, because there are some people who lose their lives, lose their home, lose their family. But for other people who just got a DUI, they just drink a little too much. I think they should be taught how to drink responsibly, have a beer, watch it, you know, have some wine over dinner, and not have a binge. And and I think the way we do alcohol prevention in this country is nuts. It's too extreme. It's like it's a disease and don't touch any or it's a poison. It'll turn you into a monster. When people get fed that, as soon as they taste a little alcohol, they go, ooh, tonight's going to feel great. I have an excuse to go 
on a bender. Okay, that's my two cents of getting off my Well, you got my vote this November. All right. Yeah. Thanks. So you're saying that the first round is on you, and then any second round (laughs) you can pay for it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm saying bring us your 90-day chip and you get a free drink. (laughs) I'll take it. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is that there are people who are extreme alcoholics and need help, and they need exactly what these 12-step programs promise. But there's ho- this whole subset of, of, of lesser people who fell into a little trouble, and it doesn't apply to them. But yet there's only one route in our country, so they get hooked into this thing like they are. Well, I mean, you got to stop. I mean, I, I, you know, people, you have to stop. You have to stop. And uh, so that means you stop. And that means you can't have it ever, not even casually. I know there's like kind of a, I read, I read on a, a somewhere that there's like a, a kind of casual sober groups where like you can have a drink. It's cool. Well, I mean, every now, everyday people have a drink, right? Like you and I, we go to an open mic. I don't know about you, but I pretty much have a drink every time I'm at an open mic, maybe two. But I think there's this whole subset of people who aren't that extreme that you're talking about. Like they, they had a little trouble, you know what I mean? And they could get, you know, just go back to being casual. I, I just, I don't know. It's a big head trip we put on everybody when only some people. Okay. So do you have any other words that you want to haunt you before we continue? I just think there's different levels of problem. Not everybody has the, you're an alcoholic to. Well, listen, as your nautical lawyer, I am going to take the case. Okay. Yeah. That's how you'll answer the phone on your a honor, sitcom. It's just a beer a day. It's not more than two. I get two hundred dollars a day plus expenses. Right. And don't okay, now. Wow, look at this. What this Jonathan like is doing is he's showing him the truth of what happened to his wife, Inlet. Oh no. And they say, roll them, and he goes, I am the mad. I'm shocked. There's a Dunkin' Donuts, and they're selling bagel donuts. Bagel, uh, right, it's opposite bacon product bagel. placement. Give us $10,000 or you'll be featured garbage. God knows. It shouldn't happen. I'm afraid it already did. They turned down your purchase offer strictly on the Now, there he is, the most famous person in our movie. <laughs> Next to Nelly. He was in Midnight Run and Say Anything and The Rock and The Truman Show and The Talented Mr. Yeah, Hard Bruce Almighty. And... He was in Dogville. Remember that? The I saw Dogville. That was fun. <laughs> it's not. You might be the best skateboarder in the world. So wait a minute. He's just chilling on his tree. Well, yeah, see, this is a lazy writing film. So if he's sitting there on the tree like that, you know what's going to happen. Right, he's just going to look at his binoculars. Oh, no, he's going to drink now. And then what's going to happen? You, can get, you can't get. He's going to put it on his lips and... I mean, you he's put a guy there. in a lazy writing film, you put a guy perched on a tree, and the next step has got to be... He saws off the limb of the tree. Oh, there we go. Okay, he's spying on a dredge, and the dredge is there to, like, see what he gets startled. Whoa! Ooh, ah, ah. We're too cheap to show it to you. So here's the guy's reaction. 
Why'd you have to do that? Don't You're trespassing on my property. Nothing. What you doing trespassing on my property? I ain't trespassing. Them two feet tell me you're trespassing. They's here to officially deliver an order to cease and desist. Well, you can cease and desist trying. Just See, he's like such a no stereotype police officer. Slow down, darn it. Oh, this Southern? guy? It just he's just like seen a southern, southern local town cop. You know, it's just, this whole movie didn't do any heavy lifting. It didn't do any thinking. It did every other movie ever. Everyone is so weird in this movie. Yeah. They all have faces like, I don't know, this guy looks like a turtle. Oh, ring the bell, everyone. I got an announcement. Ring, I got to ring the bell. Oh, no, uh, that's a bathroom bell. Action. When you go into the bathroom, you ring the bell. That way people know not to open the door. There's no lock. And then when you leave the bathroom, you ring a bell. Oh. <laughs> so, like, 10 minutes later when the bell rings again, you're just like, great, thanks, Carl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, you blew up the bathroom. Don't go in there for five minutes. Why'd you ring the bell? No, it's an more? outhouse. You can't flush either. Oh, I know. It's it's a. Uh, uh, it's an water... in-house outhouse. It's a water closet. Yes, it's a water closet. Gross. By the way, that okay, water. Okay, so basically, what they're doing now is they're thinking about how they could prevent Tupper's Corner from getting taken by the state. So what they're going to do is they're going to steal. They're uh -huh. going to pirate the dredge. Oh, they're going to commandeer it? Right. Good good one, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I learned a word. Yes, they are going to get the, all the local people. They're going to board it and commandeer it, and they're going to take it and hide it. And then they're going to tell the government real estate people that you have to sign this piece of paper saying you're not going to do this to Cuffer's Corner <laughs> or we'll, we're, we're not giving you the dredge back. That's, I don't know why. Wow. That's what they're doing. An illegal... To me, that seems like it's a criminal act. Right. Listen, they they want the real estate. They're, they're going to not let this fucking bother them. The the dirt gets lit on fire. I don't know. You don't like this Wait, guy. Wait, what? They want the real estate and what? Well, I mean, like, they don't give a shit. They, they just want the real estate. They could just burn down the ship that they're, that's being commandeered. They don't give a shit. Right, exactly. Uh, well, I don't know exactly, but yes. I don't know. It's, I think it's a criminal act to steal a dredge, right, hold prisoner, the people who run it, and, um, you know, threaten to, you know, refuse to give it back until they sign the papers. But what and if then I, once they sign the papers, yeah. they can't the, – I don't know if I want to give you a spoiler. But Wait, they so make it like they can't report anything because they're – criminal activity will be exposed. I don't know. I don't get it, because then what if these guys want to retire? Then they could just sell their fucking cove to another another group. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, I got a contract that you will never buy our community. All right, I'll sign. Community for sale, twice as much. <laughs> well, it's like um, they all want to retire there and die there. You know, they're getting old. This is their retirement plan. So weird. Don't they just want money? Although the one from India and the and Joel, they're not old. I don't know. Right. They're just stuck there. It is a weird grouping of people, isn't it? 
Well, I mean, they all live on boats. Well, this this looks like a land house that they're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, once is the camera swayed? Hey, you know, the um, Nellie on Little House in the Prairie, she used to regularly faint in the heat of California, you know, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. And also, she those curls that she wore, they right. were fake, and it would often make her scalp bleed. You know, they would put this gluey stuff and stick it on her. She had curls for like eight seasons. <laughs> it's like eight yeah. seasons of like uh, scalp bleeding. Well, that's the thing. Uh, and she talks about it in her one woman show. Like, why couldn't they figure out a way to glue it? You know, like right. they never even experimented with different glue. I was just a little, she was just a little kid. So they didn't care if her scalp was bleeding. So what so a- sorry, darling. Did you really well, tell me more about the one woman play? Did you like it? I didn't see it. Oh. Um, I read about it. She wrote a book called "A Prairie Bitch," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then she turned that into a one-woman stage show. It also claims that she's a stand-up comedian, and it lists all these places in L.A. But I don't know if that just means she performed at a comedy club. I right? Think she was a real comedian. I don't know. Well. Yeah. Well, she was I, on lots of TV commercials before Little House on the Prairie, and this was her only movie or anything before she got Little House gig. Uh, she's good in this movie. Yeah, she's good in this movie. Has to live in the Oh, I found this clip on her trying to look her up and everything. Yeah. She went on this kid's talk show, uh, just older than Little House on the Prairie, and she had done a comedy... Um, album of her impersonating Amy Carter. <laughs> oh, great. Should I look for the clip? She I, I, she puts on these round glasses. I guess Amy used to wear Yeah, she it. wore round glasses. And then she talks with a Georgia accent. Wow. Back then you can make fun of the president's kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you could today, right? Oh, like my Baron Trump impression? Let's hear it. Mom, I'm going to vape on the White House lawn. I don't <laughs> care. Big vapor. You want you hear my, is her name Ivanka? It is. Here's my impression. Wait, You're Ivanka right, is his daughter. Daddy. Yeah. Ivanka would You're be his, right. his aunt. See, it's an outhouse, in, in-house. What? That's yeah. really, uh, is that the joke? Oh, no, see, there's the bell. And see the moon. Sit out now. Nobody in the state knows where half of them is. Good, that's what we want. Joe brought in this endless sounding for you. Wait, did you hear a flush? Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't hear the uh, sink either. This is the inlet and where they're going to hide. This is their plan to go steal the rig and hide it. Nice. Dredge. Well, it's always important to have the plan out in the open. Now Lindy's on board. Now Lindy's being polite about everything. Good. I guess. They can use all the help they can get. Yep. Uh, The very first day of filming Little House, um, she was 12 years old and, and she fainted the very first day. Wow. Now, is she, she was the one in a lot who, of print ads too, 
before Little House. Little House Confessions is so... of a Prairie Bitch. Uh, how how Nellie Olson? How I survived Nellie Olson and I learned to love being hated. Wow, a thirty-year odyssey, I'm sure. Now it says she was in the vagina monologue. So, do you know what that is? Was that a yeah, so that was maybe 25 years ago. Eve Esner, I believe her name is, uh, wrote a piece called The Vagina Monologues, and it's her talking about her vagina. And uh, the production went around America, and they had a lot of celebrities doing the performance. Uh-huh. So that like was kind guessing. of a, Yeah, so like you would have, like, you know, instead of going to Greece and Rizzo is played by Blank, now Blank's doing the vagina monologues. That's all. Gotcha. Uh, now, monologue means a, one person is speaking only. Right. So is that the lips? Yeah, they they put the microphone down there. It's you see, dear, you missed it. It was there 25 years ago. It, it, was it Virginia? Was her name Virginia? No, you're thinking of Chatterbox. <laughs> that was the original. Was a, when, you call me up in the middle of a meeting to listen to some blank sing the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah that was a great film Chatterbox one of our With, many what's films. his name right Rip, Rip Taylor yeah Rip Taylor oh these women are all the same I never don't see what men see in them I remember he walked in on them doing it in the office and he goes oh I'm sorry this is a private office wait a minute it's my private office <laughs> a trifle noisy. So oh, they feel quiet down. They're passing the merry grog. They know how serious it was. They could send, okay, are there sailors singing in the background? Hate the dredge. And here we have a racist joke. Okay. Kitty. No, man. You got me for an advanced scout. With figures. They're using me below decks with the engineer. Ah, He's I, putting blackface on? Well, he's he's putting on, I'm a I'm a I'm a spy or a person in the night, a soldier, a robber. Yeah, he's putting on makeup so that he's dark with the night. Oh, so it's camouflage, but it's all black. Right, and the joke was the guy was like, "This it doesn't make sense." Like they put, you know, I were already wearing that. Why wasn't I doing your job? It's a bad uh, joke. That was that was great. That was a good one, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it passed his humor in Florida. Now Maud actually reverses herself and gives him alcohol because he is going to be, you know, she's proud of him. He's going to right. be the captain. He's going to go out on this very dangerous mission. He didn't have to be that dang dirty. Well, he, she said, I put clean drawers in your bag in case you get killed. They'll lay you out clean. Like, listen to the crickets Don't dominating the soundtrack. Don't enough food and water for tomorrow. There ain't gonna be enough for tonight, you. Don't let me get on that dang boat. Oh, my God. He walks slower than I do. <clears throat> Look at Nellie's poncho, man. Stylish. Oh, yeah, that's uh, all the Florida rave. Let's go to Dizzy World. By the way, when I told you, Missy, that we were going to Dizzy World, I lied. We're stealing a barge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this did try to be a Disney-type film, you know. 
it has it really like did. bowed and crazy. Yeah, you know, it's like a, it's like a live action Disney film from its time, I guess. She's like, you don't mind if I won't kiss you. Right, you get interrupted again. <laughs> no, because of all the stuff on his face. Oh. Oh, because, all right. Here we go, the exciting steal a boat scene. Now, man, well, I, you're brave-hearted stout man. So he's True. talking to his soldiers now. They're all the neighbors. He's about to compliment them. You're Sorry, all... I sneezed. They're, I sneezed there. He's about to compliment them, and they go, you're a brave kid, and he takes a look at him. He goes, oh, never mind. Come on. <laughs> you're all evicted. They're coming to th- put condos in your boats. I mean, they didn't do the joke oh, well, but we it is a pretty good joke. He's about to get up and give them a speech like, you're the kind of fellows who... And he goes, uh... Well, you you all have the strength. To, uh, <laughs> there's nothing good you can say. He goes, "Well, come on, never mind. Come on." Yeah, it's a pretty good joke. They, yeah, I think they need to do it a few times at open mics because it's not working the way they did it. Would you do that at open mic? Well, you guys are great. Well, you're you're a crowd. So you guys are a great. Uh, you well, I, I like the energy in this. Uh, um, the enthu- your enthusiasm is. Uh, <laughs> Well, so you're gl- a crowd. You're a crowd. You are a crowd. I'll give you that. What a now, crowd. Now, as you know, you and I did Godfather 1. Right, which we aired last month. We'll get our ratings for September soon. Great. Yeah. Now, I was in Alpine, New Jersey today, and I saw two vehicles from Godfather 1. One was just like one that they had around the house. But the other one was the one that they shot Sunny on the causeway at the toll booth. No shit, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, really? and it had all the bullet holes. And I was saying, oh, the bullet holes. He goes, well, actually, they, those are rivets. They riveted, and then they charred it. Oh, wow. So they did rivets. They took the rivets out, and they, they used, like, a blowtorch and charred so it looked like bullet holes. Oh, so they didn't actually – so the car is in working order. Um. The car that I maybe it was, but the car that I saw, yeah, probably during the filming, it was in working order. Right. Yeah, but the one I saw was not going anywhere. <laughs> it was sitting in this carriage house. And this, well, was it at the Sunday flea market this morning? I mean, was it no, the it carousel, was, the the state fair? So as you know, I'm trying to film Waterman, and I need a 1950s cop car. Oh right. So they rented one for me for two hundred dollars. Oh, that's great. So. Yeah, so I was there to do that, but I saw all these different vehicles, old taxis and lots of stuff from a bunch of films. But those that's the only one of note. He went blah, blah, blah from this film and blah, blah, blah from that film. And then he goes, Godfather, Sonny, on the causeway. You're like, yeah, I know. That one registered. Well, there you go. You met a celebrity from The Godfather. And the other car really looked to me like the, you know, take the cannolis. Leave the gun, take the cannolis. It was one of those kinds of 1940s cars. Well, always like Godfather 2 where they're protecting Michael's house. There's always cars parked outside the fortress. Like a barricade. Yeah. All right, so this is nighttime Florida, so I see diddly shit. (laughs) Basically, they are now sneaking onto the, um, the dredge. 
yeah, with all the heavy loaders and front loaders and you know all the lifts and all the equipment huh. asphalt maker some shit I don't know it's some spy music maybe we're hey, if this is public domain music I could just use this for Waterman you had to take out the Florida crickets <laughs> I guess so I don't think I'll be able to Someone dropped their cell phone. Now here is. Now why is there that cop on the ship? I'm not sure, but he is there. Huh. Like why wouldn't it just be dredge workers? Okay, so now he wins, right? And it's interrupted. And he's like, why can't I ever win? <laughs> Did they just shoot him with dart guns? I guess the threat is they'll shoot him if they don't obey. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's uh, Big Joe. He's the engineer, and uh, Captain Fenson, and me, and the mate. Reckon there's four. Sure, and nobody can hold dang infirmary out for nothing. Why don't you come on down here and tie him up? Yuck. I mean, this is a criminal act. Yeah. They took hostages, right? right. I mean, this should this be a punishable on, by this be, uh, getting arrested. International waters? Is this like nautical? This is why you need a nautical lawyer because this is. This is you, way too close to the United States to be international waters. But, it's right. It's, it's not even it, off the shore. I mean, they're in the inlet. Yeah, but anything that happens on water is a federal offense, isn't it? I is don't it a state know offense? the answer, but you do, maritime lawyer. Oh, let me check my books. Oh, they're all waterlogged. <laughs> I can't open it. It's warped. Pages are stuck together. The spine is warped. Maritime so lawyer. My, uh, this summer, my kid got the chore of bailing out my grand, his grandfather's boat every time it rained at our local lake. Yeah. But it was a pain in the ass chore, so... We go down there, and my kid goes, Dad, why don't we just bore a hole in the bottom of the boat, and then every time it rains, it'll just funnel out. So we did, and that was it. We were done for the season. Because the boat sank. Well, actually, it's a funny thing. The boat was stolen or something, because I was so embarrassed in front of my father-in-law. I'm like, I don't know, Jack. This is where we left the boat. I don't know. Someone must have swiped it. Did you lock up the boat? Well, you know what? I don't want to get it. You know what? As a, this is a confidential uh, topic between <laughs> attorney, between nautical attorney and... You see they raised the uh, flag? Yeah. They're claiming it. Oh, Delta. We'll appear in whatever yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. We didn't know we're in this movie, Delta Airlines. We're it's in this Pan movie. It's not Pan Am. Like, it's, it's an airline that's actually still around today. Right, usually it's Pan Am. But I don't think, like, the airport realizes what they're doing, right? Back then, you could just show up with cameras. Yeah, there was no 9-11. Yeah. So we're hearing a Commissioner Wattles. Uh, like, let's let's you listen know, to the public movie. Yesterday. What? Who? Commissioner Wattles. Wattles? Wattles? Get me that escort. Yes, sir. Don't, sir. It's Lieutenant we, Governor, actually. There we, he is. We, there Lieutenant he is. Governor. No, What's going on here? Where's the dread? This is the first time I actually see the people talking. We should mention, even though you're watching this movie with us, that the conversation occurred while of an exterior of a, of a plane landing. 
Like he must have been a really loud conversation to hear them on the tarmac. <laughs> that was really loud. <laughs> Over the jet engine. <laughs> My God, they're so weird with the toilet. I just took a shit. Ring, I want this thing cleared. Now this guy is an author. And Stevie wrote to the papers... They're getting rid of my daddy and his houseboat, and it's so polluted and all this crybaby stuff. And they're like, wow, go down there and cover this story. That girl's got a great public interest story. <laughs> so there's pressure all over these guys. That's part of the reason why they can't tell the cops. Well, they got pressure to learn how to read so they can read the paper. Let's hear what he has to say. All right, here we go. Tomorrow morning, together with the reason why. No! Yes! Yeah. Dang, it's the deputy sheriff. Lieutenant Colonel Ford. Hey, uh, it's Gene Shellett. Yeah. Did you see how Commissioner Waddles ran into the bathroom? Right. Did he ring the bell at least? No. <laughs> Any sign of a signal? Oh, someone's going to okay, go so in there. They're, no, but I think they're waiting to see a flare. Though. When? The spotted us yet. Uh, when when they've made him sign the papers, they'll shoot a flare, and then they're supposed to shoot a flare back. And the guy who's from India has the flare gun, okay. and you'll see what happens when he shoots it. All right, I can't wait. And then the movie ends, right? <laughs> Does this movie end? How many minutes we got I don't think here. this movie ends. Who's that? We have like nine minutes. Oh my god. No, that's okay. Well, nine minutes. No, 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 nine. He had nine minutes. I'm the Jewish lawyer. Mr. Butterfield. At least he doesn't have it. All right. Well. When they first introduced, he had like his tefillin on and he had like. He was dominating, and, and now he's just wearing, like, a, a cap and a vest. He's got, like, implied pay. Yeah. But it's just implied, you know? I just had one beer. You, you see how they made a pay? It's terrible. Here's Stevie. They all have strange voices. It's not just the, the old guy. No. He said he set it down someplace, and when he turned back, it was missing. How could that be mean, Nelly, right? Right. So nice. Oh, it's the biggest star ever. What are you doing here? There he is. He was in Amityville Horror and The Sum of All Fears. He yes. was on the West Wing. Was he in Star Trek Hush with the... Might have been. <laughs> the most recent thing in 2010, he was in All Good Things. I don't know what that film is, but... Is he still alive? Philip Baker I, Hall. I think he passed away, Philip Baker Hall. Oh, did he? Okay. He might have. But here he is. He's going to take it over this community. There's the financial guy, the guy who's going to make all the money off the condos. Loosely translated. He admits it. Something's fishy. Where's the dredge? Yeah, the acting. Oh, it, uh, Humphrey got hidden somewhere. Have you thought of the Coast Guard? No. Uh, no one must know. Excuse me, I'm Lieutenant Governor Ford. I know, I'm Charles Fulford. I oh my God, how many people are in this campaign. fucking house? You did. Politicians and financial However, banker moment, people and... It's like 12 people and in And a there. wife. There's and the wife. And what about the land? On either side of the right-of-way. 
What about it? I don't suppose you put a road leading to nowhere across Cupper's Corner just burn. to hire it and put it up for sale. Yeah, shooting. see, they're putting two and two together because Lindsay's so smart. They're going to make condos. Wait a minute. I'm going to subscribe to Lindsay's newsletter. I like the way she thinks. No, I'm afraid it isn't just talk. I have proof. You have what? What do you mean? What? All right. The acting is so compelling. I happen to be married to the man who's trying to outbid you. George Baker. What? George Baker, Dumbass. You mean I've endorsed and acquired funds for a slimy real estate deal, you nit-sized, pin-brained, cheap-faced politician? If word of this gets out, we'll be ruined. It's his fault, wretched Jonathan just got his heart broken. married and she was acting like they were going to be a couple. Right. And that guy didn't get won't get his vote. Yeah, that's right. You know, I just want to say about voting, like the 2020, you know, elections are coming up and, right. uh, you know, we're going to choose a new leader and everyone, you know, you know all about it. It's all over the TV. And I just want to say that Stannis Baratheon is the one true king. He's, he's protector of the realms. He's endorsed by the Lord of Life. OK, come next November when you're in the booth. Yeah. Winter is coming. Do the right thing. Pull it for Stannis Baratheon. Sam Serafian. Okay, well, there you go. Early prediction. And make sure that if you have a drinking problem, have only one drink a week. Tops. You'll be all right. You really don't see my point. I see There are point. people who can't ever drink again because they just, it's, it's poison to them. They lose their brains and they ruin people's lives and they have, they have car crashes and stuff. But there's, don't you think that there's this other lower level of people who had, you know, like a, a, a 19 or 20 year old who had a bad summer? You know what I mean? And, you know, they got to cut it out now. Pair it back. Be reasonable. You know, well, I, they don't I have to. I should send you the link. Uh, I should find the article I was reading about a kind of uh, sober party atmosphere where you can have a couple drinks, they'll say, you know, but you right. know, you'll be sober tonight and then tomorrow you won't or whatever. Oh, you mean it's like a um, steady, a, a slope? I um... yeah, like you take Tuesday off so you can party on Wednesday. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes people in college they think they're alcoholics, and then if 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 they didn't think that in their thirties, they would just be casual. Okay, like for instance, right. I go out and I drink at these open mics, but I never. I don't even have beer in my fridge. I never have a drink at home. It just never occurs to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like I. Well, I don't. I, I don't. I don't drink. So if they pay me in drink, you know, I politely get like a ginger beer or whatever. But uh, mm -hmm. it's not. Uh, you don't no. drink any alcohol ever. No. Because you don't care for it. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't drink. I. I know that if I do drink, I don't want to drink. So I just don't. I went to Colorado and I bought bought legal weed. Uh oh! Be careful what you say, Carl. <laughs> Look, flare gun. Oh, there we go. Right. That's our sign. He goes. There's That's the signal. Dang, we done it. That gun now has panache. They're gonna fire their signal back. You know what I like about a flare gun? It has panache. A lot of flare. What? It has so much flare. Yeah. Look at how he was putting his hands up, right, praying. So, so terrible. 
What happened? Look, he, Get in his sleep, shot the wall. Goodness gracious, huh? I just did. And it's nitro glistening. Yeah, it says nitro right on there. Abandoned ship. <laughs> Which way is the southeast? Wherever that answering flare comes from, gentlemen, there's your dredge. What? Answering flare. Okay. It blew up the entire ship. On them. What's that? Uh, you know, off, off stage they said roll them and they started throwing things. Yeah. Well, I think the background was like a projection of an exploding uh, boat. Right. Everything is not the fuck all right. <laughs> oh, now the dredge me. is gone. Okay, so they—I I mean, in today's money, it would be millions of dollars. I don't know about then, but these criminals hijacked a boat, right. government property, took hostages. Blew it up. Okay, now here's their ace in the hole again. It's the drunk journalist. So they can't oh, say anything or they'll... He is drunk. Yeah. Listen, this is Florida, Carl. This is just the way things work over there. Yeah. If it was today's world, he'd be the same way, just with tattoos. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the politician's hiding in the bathroom again. Ding, ring. And Oh, he still has his blackface on. It's so crazy. Yeah, and Mr. Famous is saying, we can't let anybody ever know about this. You're just going to have to lose the money. Where's Lindy? She had to go, but she said strictly... A temporary frame of reference? Yeah. If we want her back, she'd like to make it permanent. I'd like that. So would I. Oh, boy. That's your new mommy. All right. Hey, guys, thanks for coming to Cooter's Corner. You hear it singing? That's on a soundtrack, on not of this way. film, but of another one. Oh, really? That's his, uh, his second credit. Philip Locke is his name. He was in The Legend of Carl Durand as Old Man, and in the soundtrack, he sings the ballad of Earl Durand. Whoa, that's crazy. Roll uh, yes, out the anchor. Is this probably the man? Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end credit music to Throw Out the Anchor, a G-rated movie from 1974. Wow, as we watch the company's credits roll up, I have to ask, as the theme song plays, Carl, what did you think of the movie? Um, I think it was a good movie for your show. Uh, I think it was a very bad movie. <laughs> it was, uh, for a kids' movie, it was still hard to watch. Yeah, you know, rated G back then, you could still do all sorts of alcohol and all sorts of kisses. Yeah, and you had a guy in blackface, and you had a, a Jewish lawyer joke. Yeah, it's all stereotypes. Here we go. Rawr. That's probably the funniest joke. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. I'm really thrilled we watched that. Uh, this this is part of the show, Carl, where uh, I would love it if you could let our audience know where they could see you perform in the tri-state area on the East Coast. Uh, they could go to uh, carlsucks.com. Okay, just to tell you briefly, 
Next Saturday, I'll be in Elmwood Park at a night oh a thousand comedians at wow. the Reserve Club and uh, 25 Wenzel Street. And then the next after that, I'll be at an ambulance, Hoboken Ambulance Fundraiser in Hoboken, New Jersey Elks oh, Club. That sounds like fun. Yeah. I would go to that one. The uh, Night of a Thousand Comics, do you have like two minutes or three minutes? What, it, everyone, I, actually, it's my show that I pulled together, and I have uh, 12 comedians, yeah. and they'll have five minutes each. There is no headliner. All right, well, there you no go. That headliner. sounds like an uh, evening out. If you'd like to see yeah. me, I'll be performing a piano fight this Friday, uh, October 11th, uh, as part of Cluster Fluck which is basically <laughs> three-minute sets from, like, 25 comedians. But it's a really fun show, so I'm excited to be part of that. And uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, and we want you to find us, uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our podcast name. Uh, you can search us on your podcast feed, feed and find us there, or you can find us uh, downloaded from uniradio.fm. You can also find us on Facebook as Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. And finally, Carl has a great curated YouTube page, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, sorry about that. And uh, that has <laughs> movies and the podcast linked up. So if you want to watch that, that's a good night out. Uh, we want to thank you guys. Next week's movie is a movie we mentioned before, Carl. It is, of course, American Tickler. How many times have you seen <laughs> it now? Okay, trailer. No trailer. Ameri no it, trailer. Is there a trailer? Uh, I don't know. I'm searching. American I don't Tickler. Think yeah. Tick. Tickler, like a French tickler, but this is American. Trailer? No, there's Tickled official trailer. No, we're done. We're, uh, so thank you guys so much. Our next movie is a obscure sketch comedy movie from the 70s. Uh, one of many. This one called American Tickler. How about that? That sounds like a good promo. It does. Yeah. Carl, thank you so Thanks, much. Mike. It was a lot of fun audience. Thank you. We always appreciate it. Thank you for sending me notes about the show. I, Carl, I'm getting uh, comments from our listeners, and I really appreciate our listeners nice. reaching out. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you next Sunday. Uh, keep reaching for the stars, okay? Put your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Keep reaching for the stars. Bye. Bye, Carl.
Law Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Oh. 
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets because no one ever shows up, so it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tigers, you never have to ride alone. Even though we're lawyers, riding is in our blood. Trust Law Tigers to help after a motorcycle accident. Without representation, there are no guarantees you'll get a fair shake. Call 1-800-LAWTIGERS, that's 529-8443, or visit their website at lawtigers.com for a motorcycle lawyer in any state. That's Law Tigers, Americans Motorcycle Lawyers at www.lawtigers.com. Never ride alone.
David Zunzu Kirscher, running the ones and twos. He's a champion. Yay, yay, you. But light, we need to light some pot in here. We need to get some fucking marijuana incense, lighten it up, helping us out. Wow. You're it's deep. <laughs> I feel like I know you so much better after those. Yeah. It's 8 o'clock. It's Mutiny Radio. Uh, here we are at the beginning of Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. The throngs of people coming. That's how we do. We all at the beginning. I always, I like the word throngs. It sounds like, it sounds like thongs, but more Game of Thronesy. Like, you know, so throngs of people coming to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. But they are listening online, and it will be amazing. I put toilet paper in the bathroom tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah! I don't understand. Um, hey, Emily Van Dyke is here. You're pregnant. I was like, I was like, I'm so glad about tonight's show. She was like, I need to get out of there by 8:30 because Mama's got to eat. And I was like, Of course you do. You're pregnant. Anything you want. And I was like, Oh, my friends are coming anyway, so I'll, I'll put you up early, and then I'll just do 25 minutes at the end. It'll be great. And you'll be like, you'll be like, ah, I'm out of here. I gotta. Have my... I'm so. It's you're like. Mm. What? Okay, so I had a terrible, tragic karaoke accident where I accidentally fell into the splits in like a dance break during separate ways, and I feel like that's what like being pregnant over thirty-five is like. <laughs> it's like, is it like, what am I? Is this? Wow, am I a dick? I'm sorry. I'm I'm forty-four. I'm never having a baby. Like anything. I can't wait till I go through menopause. I want to get this great tattoo like on my uterus to commemorate its non-use and I want to get like I want to get a skeleton baby kitten I want to get a kitten I want to have a skeleton baby kitten curled up like by like where my uterus is like all like meow like with his little that's a funny if there'd be no ears though they'd have to be like ghost ears because that's cartilage and that obviously a skeleton kitten just gonna put it right there Anybody else want to birth kittens? No? Do you hope that you have a kitten? You, do you, did they ask you? But, but you were like, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. You know, that's great. Yeah, right? Because boys, oh my God, jam hands. They smell weird. So gross. So gross. I had to bathe a child today. We, we just got off the bus and we got back to his house. And I was like, he's four. And I was like, uh, before we do anything... We need to wash your hands. He's like, no, we don't. I'm like, yeah, we do. And he says, why do you... Be? I was like, okay, not only we're on the carousel, when you smelled the metal and went like, this smells weird, like metal. And I'm like, yeah, and your hands are on it. Then we're on a bus and you're touching things. I don't know what's on the... Twi- the, the well, we were on the nine. What is that liquid on the nine? Like, can anybody tell me? Is it urine? Maybe. I don't know. If it, it wasn't a fifth grader, I couldn't do a science fair project. With, I couldn't like do like let's get some trifold stuff and litmus paper and find out if you can get chlamydia from the 22. We were not doing that. It oh my god petri dishes. Oh, we don't want it. I mean, how much feces is in this bathroom? We don't want to find out. Don't give me a petri dish. I brought children here the other day too. <laughs> they walked in the door and they no, they walked in the door and they're like, "Nanny Pammy, it smells funny in here." It's like hippies smell funny. It's all their fault. It's the, hippies smell weird. I don't know what to tell you. There's 55 people that walked through here and some of them are old. <laughs> they, I'm, they're like, mm-hmm. anybody else love weed? Yeah. 
Yay! Yeah, you ever get so high you forget how your own shower works? Does that happen to you? You forget how your shower works. You're like, it's like Airbnb in your own home. It's like, ah, water is so hot. Meow. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I love. What? I, what? Union, is that what cats do? Do they get? Well, it's the one arm bowing. I'm down with that. Yeah, we need to just do this. But you can't smoke pot when your hand is moving this much. Like you just, you gotta hold the pot with it. Like you got, you got at the fire. I mean, maybe if it was like a match, but then this action would actually put the match out. So it's probably pretty. Although I do believe in bowing to our alien overlords, the cat with one paw. Everybody, mmm. That. 17 million, a billion? How many Asians are there? They can't be wrong. They, they bow to the cat. No one else? Was that racist? I can't tell. I'm the accidental racist. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. If you say Asian, it usually means you're racist. I, I, don't, I don't understand. You guys are like, a, uh, it's a small audience, but not because you're small. Well, you are small. I just came back from Little Rock, Arkansas, and... Uh, they are a large audience. Like, you think you're, they're twice the size of the audience here in California because they're literally, like, taking up two seats. They are twice. It was like they were big people. I've never felt so pretty. Seriously. I'm a San Francisco 6, and I'm an Arkansas 11. Like, I'm 44. Do the math. They are fat. They are big people. There literally were people taking up two seats. And I was like, wow. And one of my opening jokes was about something they call breakfast gravy. But I know they have a thing in Arkansas. They have three types of gravy. They have seven types of gravy, actually. But they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner gravy. And breakfast gravy is a thick maple chocolate gravy. <laughs> that you put on oatmeal and french toast and waffles pancakes cereals tits absolutely bacon you dip your bacon in it like churros con chocolate like fatty fat style it's so arkansas is beautiful they are so i feel like we've been getting i mean if petroleum is oil and fat is oil why can't we just give all the people in arkansas liposuction and then put it in our cars is that not like 